Podcast Answer Man, episode number 73. This show is sponsored by AG Design. Need a new website, logo, or artwork for your podcast? Visit agedesign.com slash podcast today. For a 20% discount, be sure to mention the Podcast Answer Man. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the podcast, Answer Man. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft, and today we're going to be sharing a lot of different information. This episode is going to be packed full of content that's going to be, I hope, very useful for podcasters. Folks, I am so glad to have you join us once again for another episode of the podcast, Answer Man. And before I kick things off, I want to just give you a little follow-up to the last episode of the Podcast Answer Man, where I shared with you my woes, my troubles, the issues I had been having with my web hosting solution. And rather than go into all of the detail right here in this new episode of the Podcast Answer Man, I decided that I would just tell you, say, hey, if you want to know what I'm giving you an update on, go back to the most recent episode prior to this episode 72, and listen to my data migration story. I will let you know that basically as an update, I was all the way through the process of moving everything over to the new web host. When at the very last minute, as I was getting ready to point these things called uh, your uh, names or DNS over to these things called name servers for the new host, Basically, giving a forwarding address to anybody who would go to podcastanswerman.com or gspn.tv. And as I was getting ready to change that, I noticed something. After two weeks of begging and pleading, and without any notice in writing from GoDaddy, they finally decided to give me what I had asked for. And they took all of my data and migrated it over to a new server themselves. And as soon as they did that, sure enough, it solved 100% of my issues and problems. And my database server on the new computer, on the new server, was working perfectly. So what I was telling them was in, was uh, wrong with my system the entire time was exactly what was wrong. Uh, completely diagnosed it myself. And although they, I told them, I said, you know, you've got a hard drive or a network card on the server that hosts my database. They would not listen to me until finally, after two weeks of begging them, they finally switched me over to a new server. And, you know, the good news is that, you know, my site's up and running again. And with GoDaddy, my shared hosting account was only about seven, eight bucks a month. And I'm paid in full until June of 2010. The bad news, however, is that I wasted about three days of my life. Three days worth of work and productivity in my business in podcasting and new media and consulting and equipment sales and all the other things that I'm doing here, content production, wasted three days of my life working on seeking out a new web host, paying for a new web host at a hundred bucks a month and migrating all the data over. Now, you know, I should just be happy that that's the worst thing going on in my life at the time. And so, uh, sure enough, I had some wonderful folks that surrounded me. And and in some other podcasts, I realized, you know, there are things that could go wrong uh, that are far worse than this. And you know what? Hey, 
my site is up and I should look at the plus side. You know, my I, I don't need a dedicated server. I was correct in that my shared hosting solution is still adequate for serving a couple WordPress installations from a database and feeding some RSS information out to the masses. So that's good news. And, and the reason why that's good news for you guys as podcasters is I'm telling you, we've got 25, 35,000 listeners out there for about various 19 different pod for the various 19 different podcasts that I produce. I put out about two to five episodes a day. And you know what? I'm still running on shared hosting and it still works beautifully. So I'm glad to say that uh, I told you guys that I was moving over to moso.com, M O S S O.com. They have a free 30 day risk free trial. I was still within my 30 days. I contacted them, explained to them that I loved their service, loved their their uh, support, and unfortunately, I'm not going to be moving over to them due to the fact that, you know, well, I'm paid in full until June of 2010 with GoDaddy on a shared hosting account that happens to be working just as beautifully now as it has for the last two years, and it's at the same speed as what I was getting with this new service. And it just didn't make sense for me to pay $100 a month more for that. So with that, I I wanted to bring you guys that update. So next up, I want to share with you some uh, very exciting news. And the exciting news is that I have been working with a lot of wonderful people lately. A lot of great people are starting a lot of great podcasts. And I'm very much excited to just share with you just an example just an example of two podcasts. First off, let me share with you um, a, a client that I had been working with. She purchased uh, a lot of the same equipment that I have in my studio. She now now has in her studio. If you go to podcastanswerman.com/packages, she had the, Nicole Hamilton purchased, I believe, pad, Podcast Answer Man package number seven, which is the most expensive package that I have. But let me give you a little uh, listen to what she's able to do with that package and how clear and crystal clear everything sounds. Here is her very first podcast episode. Hi, welcome to the Loud and Wildlife Conservancy podcast. I'm Nicole Hamilton, and this is episode number one. Today we're going to talk about one of our local amphibians, the gray tree frog. And then after that, we'll wrap up with a quick recap of some upcoming programs and events. So, why the gray tree frog? Well, here in Waterford, Virginia tonight, we have a nice light drizzling rain, and the gray tree frogs have made their way out of the forest and down towards our little backyard pond, and they are just out in force doing their coursing, so I thought it'd be a great chance to introduce you to them. Alrighty, so there you go. Did you hear the tree frogs? This the for those of you who have uh, hear earphones on or earbuds in or headphones on, you you heard them surround you. If you close your eyes and go back and listen to that, it sounds like you were there. Of course, I heard a little bit of an airplane flying over just at the beginning there as well. But but you get the idea, and and the reason why she was able to do that in that first episode and get that really awesome background of the actual frogs that she was going to be covering and talking about in that episode uh just giving you that sound seeing atmosphere in the background was because she had the Edderall R-09 recorder that comes with that package and 
I tell you, it is very awesome um, to just know that that was her first episode and how clear it came out and everything like that. And Nicole Hamilton has been doing a wonderful job. In fact, I want to tell you just to go check out her podcast or yeah, her blog and podcast over at loudonwildlife.com. And that's L-O-U-D-O-U-N Wildlife Conservancy or actually wildlife.org. I apologize. It's Loudon, L-O-U-D-O-U-N, wildlife.org, not .com. So anyway, I'll, I'll put a link in the show notes. How's that sound? I do want to share with you something else that she's done, though, over at the uh, Loudon Wildlife Conservancy podcast. She's also done some in-studio recordings, which, of course, I'm going to play for you just a little bit of episode number three. And I just want you to hear how clear and articulate her voice sounds, and she's in a room that's not a soundproof studio. In fact, I believe it's a very open area from the times that we've talked with one another. And just listen to how good it sounds. So here we go. Hi, welcome to the Loudon Wildlife Conservancy podcast. I'm Nicole Hamilton, and this is episode number three. Today we're going to talk about bats. Summer is a great time to see bats as they're flying around our yards and over fields eating up insects. Earlier in the week, I was actually out monitoring one of our bluebird nest box trails. And while the nesting season is sort of winding down a bit for the bluebirds, at this particular trail, this is the time when little brown bats start moving into the boxes and using them for roosts during the day. Alrighty. So you get a little feel of what she's doing. Of course, this is a nonprofit organization in Virginia, and she is doing just a wonderful job, and I am very excited about her podcast. She is currently on episode number five. She started about five weeks ago, and it was really neat because uh, she was telling me, you know, gosh, Cliff, I think I have enough. I was writing down a whole list of topics and things I want to cover in the podcast, and, you know, I think I have enough content here to cover me for the next five years and so it's it's really neat to see somebody who's got the bug and who is doing it, you know, and, and that's that's my encouragement to new budding podcasters out there. Just get out there and do it. Now, um, Nicole, I will say one thing for you right now. I currently subscribe to your podcast by going and and checking out the feed over at uh, loudonwildlife.org slash blog. And then I put a slash feed at the end of it. And one of the things, of course, that we should do, if I'm, well, maybe, you know what, you may have already done this. Let me just check real quick before I do any correcting. Uh, I shouldn't do any correcting before I've checked out the details. Maybe I just subscribed to the wrong feed. So I'm going to go over here and type in slash feed under category podcast and see. Oh, sure enough, you've already done it. She has moved all of her podcast into a category called podcast and then if I would have subscribed to that I would have got all the episodes so let me explain to all of you out there who are using WordPress or some other um, web blog engine for your uh, podcast episodes and you happen to do blogging as well you have the setting in your options panel which allows you to set the number of entries that actually end up in your RSS feed. So I think by default, you know, some of them say limit the RSS feed to the most recent 10 posts from the blog. Well, if you're posting a podcast into your into your WordPress installation or your blogging engine 
and you do one episode a week, but you do four podcasts or four blog entries in between each episode. Well, the chances are when somebody goes to subscribe to your RSS feed, that if you give them the RSS feed from the, the just the overall blog and the podcast are just sprinkled in there somewhere, what happens is there, you know, there's going to be hardly any podcast episodes that will actually show up when somebody subscribes. Now, Nicole actually was smart enough to go in and create a podcast category. And so I was able to dig one step deeper and then get the RSS feed just for that category, which then allowed me to get all five episodes of that podcast. So very good. I didn't have to correct her at all. And I apologize for even suggesting that I needed to, Nicole. But you're doing a wonderful job with your podcast. And I, you know, it's just it's sounding great from episode one. And just very excited for you. Another person that is in the gspn.tv community that has recently started their own podcast is a friend of mine named Christine Peel Malkoff. And she had she had taken one of my podcasting 101 webinars a while back. And she tried to tell me that, you know, she's not very tech savvy and stuff like this. And uh, she really didn't have any idea of where she was, you know, how, how all of this stuff worked behind the scenes. And here, after taking Podcasting 101, this is what she has. Listen, take a listen to this. She walks around the house. She likes pink champagne. She wears bright pink pajama pants. Hi, I'm Christine Peel. Hello, I'm Kate Beer. And we are two sisters who live very different lives, yet always find plenty to talk about. Um, So, Kate, why don't you introduce yourself a bit? You are the suburban mom. I am. I'm the suburban mom. I'm a mother of two. I live in Michigan. Um, Yay, Mitten State, I guess. I don't know. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I've been here for probably about four years now. Oh, no, I guess going on five. Okay, so that is a podcast called Pink Acres. And the idea is that uh, Christine is one sister who lives in the, she kind of lives the city life, and her sister uh, is leads the family suburban life. And the two sisters get together, and they'll be talking and sharing different perspectives on different areas of life. And it, it's it's all about the differences, and it's about friendship, and, and, and they're planning on doing this in like a weekly fashion and one of the neat things that I learned from episode one she's already giving out prizes you know to people who respond to them and and so that that's that's pretty unique I it's first time I've heard somebody saying you know hey listen to us and we're gonna do a weekly drawing and give away prizes to people who listen and and respond and we'll pull out names randomly to to really uh, drive on uh, drive a continued base audience there and 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 some loyalty and build a community and I, I think they're gonna do an excellent job and in the audio recording there for their first episode I heard a little bit of the um, artifacting computer sound artifacting uh, for you Christine if you happen to be listening which I know you do uh, I just want to let you know that what you're what I was hearing there sounded to me like a grounding issue and chances are you were probably recording that on a laptop computer. If that's the case, then what you can do, as long as you've got a decent battery on your laptop, when you're recording, uh, you could actually unplug the power supply from your laptop computer, and that will cut out that grounding sound that you get. I, I often hear these kind of sounds when 
you're hooking things up and devices up to to the mixing board, you know, any kind of little sound that's electrified or or electronic that's going on inside your computers, these things can be picked up. It's one of the reasons why I choose not to record to a computer for my recordings, but instead go into a, a digital recorder. Now, let's move on to the next item. But before I do, I do. I do want to say, Christine, you're doing awesome. I, I listened to the whole episode. I, I stayed interested through the whole thing and keep up the great work. I, I really am excited for you guys as well. And and that's th- those are two. I, I mean, obviously, I don't have this isn't the, the podcast where I review all the podcasts out there. This is just two of about eight or nine new podcasts that I have had maybe some inspiration in helping to get start or did some instructional uh, things to help them get started, training, uh, podcast webinar training, one-on-one consulting, uh, equipment sales for, and and just really helping them to get things put together and answering some questions so that they could get started. I mean, there is quite a few out there, and, I, and that excites me. There is one thing that I'm extremely passionate about, and that is sharing your life or your passions with the world. That That's what I'm all about. And when I can help other people do that, that really excites me. And so, you know, what I found is that, you know, I could care less about tree frogs before, but I listened to that entire episode and I really liked it. And the reason why I did, because I knew the person who was telling me about the tree frogs frogs she was very passionate about wildlife and tree frogs and brown bats and and all these other things and I, I listen to them because I hear their passion they're talking about what they love and I love hearing from people talk about what they love and 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 yeah so anyway I encourage you guys if you're not if you're out there just listening to the podcast answer man and you're not even considering podcasting yet find your passion and start podcasting it's awesome stuff All right. I got an email recently from Russell and he says this. He says, hey, Cliff, my name is Russell and I do a live sports broadcasting uh, podcast for high school sports. I'm trying to expand it into a live call in show and could use some help. I have a hard phone line for my co-host to be on the air with me from his remote location using JK Audio Digital Broadcast Host. Um, I am using a USB wireless broadband modem for uh, internet connection. It's used through uh, the Verizon USB 727 and streaming through my stream service via Windows Media Encoder. Now what I want to do is be able to broadcast live callers. Do I need a second computer to set up Skype? How about lag time? Uh, is there a way that regular phones can and cell phones can dial into Skype? Uh, any help would be greatly appreciated. Russell Dees from GridironGameOfTheWeek.com. Russell, great questions. Great questions. First off and foremost, it sounds to me like when uh, I read this, and of course this is the only email I've received from you, so uh, I'm, I'm going to read into it just a little bit. But from it sounds, it sounds to me like you are use, you're in studio yourself. You're recording your podcast, broadcast, whatever, in studio. And so if that's and the reason why I say that is because you're using a JK audio broadcast host and you have a hard wired phone line. By the way, for those of you guys out there that don't know, uh, JK audio broadcast host is a telephone interface device that allows you to bring your telephone into your mixing board like this. And so at any time. 
because I also have a JK Audio broadcast host. I could just bring in live callers. I, I could give out my phone number right now if I was broadcasting live and people could dial into my telephone line. In fact, I could t- dial into a, a conferencing phone bridge and, and I could dial into that and I could have a hundred or more people dial into that same telephone phone bridge and I could have a, a bunch of people in queue waiting to talk to me. JK Audio Broadcast Host allows you to take in live calls and do live shows. Uh, right now, however, he's actually using the JK Audio Broadcast Host to bring in his co-host, who I guess is maybe at a football game, high school football game or something like that. And so with that, you have, um, you know, that that JK Audio Broadcast Host is already used up. Now, one thing you could do to bring in live callers is you could get a second hardwired phone line. It shouldn't be too expensive to just get a second line brought into the house. And you can get a second JK Audio broadcast host. And if you did that, then you would just bring that in and set it up the same way that you're bringing in your co-host and you have uh, your live callers calling in that way. Because it sounds to me like your real interest is making sure people with regular phones and regular cell phones uh, can call into your show, and you know that's one way to do it. You, however, your question to me wasn't how can I get to work with two phone lines and another JK Audio uh, broadcast host. So your question to me was about Skype. Do you need a second computer to set Skype up on? It's not completely required. You could possibly do that, even though you're streaming out the audio. It is very possible for you to stream your audio out and have a Skype connection going uh, in you know, an asynchronous or both ways, their audio coming into the board, you sending your audio out to the stream as well as sending, oh no, 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 you wouldn't, you could not, because uh, you couldn't do it on the same computer you're streaming out on because you're gonna want to stream out the audio from Skype to the stream and so therefore, uh, yes, you're going to need a separate computer. I use a total of uh, three computers in my studio to do my live shows because I oftentimes will do Skype on one computer. I'm streaming out video and audio to the world on another computer, and then I queue up audio clips and everything else on a third computer. And so, yeah, I, my suggestion, if you're going to use Skype, you're going to want a second computer. However, I want to address, as far as lag time, you asked about lag time. Skype, even with a great broadband connection, uh, even with my cable modem, occasionally I'm going to get lag time, and that sometimes is due to people who have slow connections on the other end. It sometimes is just the, the server issues of Skype. For the most part, most of the time, I get a really excellent service from Skype, I, I, an excellent sound quality. In fact, I have an entire podcast that I produce where my co-host is in on Skype every single week, and people sound say he sounds like he's right in studio with me. However, I have some people that I've called, and I've never been able to do a successful Skype call with them. It's just every time I try to talk to them, there's major lag time. One thing that concerns me with Skype and streaming out both at the same time is the fact that you're telling me that you're using an EVDO Verizon wireless USB service. For those of you who are not aware, basically uh, instead of having DSL hardwired into the house or a cable modem for internet connection hardwired to the house, uh, you can get like, I think it's 
65 bucks a month or 40, 50 bucks. I don't know what it is. But anyway, through the cell phone service, you can get a little USB wireless uh, internet connection. And those things work great for certain things. And streaming out a video is really not too difficult. I think it only uses about 200K, 150K upload stream to, to send that out, which, you know, the EVDO will certainly do. But here's my suggestion to you, uh, or my caution to you. Skype is a bandwidth hog. It will eat up every single bit of bandwidth that you have going on that little card. And it will probably cut out your, your stream, and it will also extremely degrade the quality of your Skyped communications. So uh, if you're going to do Skype to bring in your live callers, then I'm going to tell you not only will you need a separate, a second computer, but you're also going to need to bring in a secondary source of internet connectivity. And I'm going to suggest going with something like a, uh, if you have access to it, a cable modem versus DSL. Because cable modems actually tend to give you a much faster speed, unless you're in a very populated place where you're sharing your bandwidth with so many other people. So I hope that helps. Now, as far as some of your other questions, um, can they call in from a regular phone line? Uh, yes, Skype is free if you want to use it for computer-to-computer -computer calls. In fact, I do some live call-in shows now where uh, basically I have Skype set up on another computer and I have it set to where Skype doesn't make any noises. It doesn't do any ringing and it doesn't do any busy sounds or anything like that. The only thing it does is that computer will only send me the call quality or the caller on the Skype connection. So I, I turned all the sound effects off. And so what I tell people to do is like say, here's my screen name. If you want to call in to the show, what you need to do is send me a Skype instant message chat. And in that instant message chat, kind of just write a like one or two sentence uh, uh, summary of what it is you want to add to the conversation. And that way I can just look at the monitor and, and then I can sit there and say, you know, OK, I see that Bob says he wants to talk about, you know, how the, the part of the TV show where so and so said this and he has something to say about that. And Stephanie might be talking and I read that. And then in the background, I, I go ahead and I've got the board, the mixing board muted. I dial that person up and they answer. And so they're there waiting on Skype because I, I know exactly who it is. I know what they want to say. It's kind of like my call screener, uh, only I have them call screen themselves. And then so I said, and so Stephanie says something. And then right when Stephanie, my wife, my co-host for this TV show is, is done speaking, I say, hey, Stephanie, we've got Bob on Skype and he has a question for us. In fact, he wants to talk about when Desmond did such and such for the Lost Podcast. Then I unmute the board and then I'm saying, okay, Bob, what do you have to say? And then Bob comes in from his Skype computer, Skype connection, and he's a live caller into the show. Now, that's free. It's free for me, it's free for Bob, it's free for anybody. However, if you want people to be able to dial in by phone or cell phone, it is possible. You just need to purchase an additional service. It's called Skype In. And then Skype will give you a telephone number to associate with your Skype account. And anytime somebody dials that Skype In telephone number, it will ring to your Skype computer. And so, yeah, that will work as well. 
So, Russell, I hope that helps out. The only other thing that I would suggest, I did go to gridirongameoftheweek.com. You're currently encoding in Windows Media Player. Uh, it's proprietary and mostly only going to work for the standard person who happens to have a PC computer. Uh, I want to just suggest to you that Macs are making a huge um, uh, trail uh, or the inroad into the computing market. I, I, the, the market share of people who own a Mac now is growing significantly and by default, Mac computers will not play a Windows Media stream. And so you're losing out on a percentage of your audience by doing that. And I would suggest a service like Ustream.tv to help get you to the place where you're streaming in Flash, which people on a Mac, Linux, and whatever other operating systems out there, uh, they would be able to, to then listen to you that way. Alrighty. Thanks, thanks again, Russell, for, for your questions, though. All right, next up, I'm going to take a break from talking, and I'm going to let Wayne say hello to us. He's got a little message that he left on our listener line, which you can do by calling us at 859-795-4067. Hi, Cliff. This is Wayne from WayneLHenderson.com. I just wanted to call regarding my crazy life as well as basically all of your podcasts. I just wanted to call to thank you for putting the show notes and other information in the, I guess you would call them lyrics, uh, to your podcast. So that when I'm listening and viewing on my iPhone and I touch the screen, up come the lyrics. I've tried singing along. They don't exactly uh, fit as far as my singing style, but they're great to read and very informative. And I thank you, Cliff, for including the lyrics in your podcast. This is Wayne. We'll talk to you later. Wayne, thank you so much. Uh, I do enjoy putting those in there as long as I remember to do so. And uh, basically, let me explain to you what Wayne is talking about. For those of you who are who are new to podcasting, they have these things when in an MP3 file. So you let's just say you've recorded your MP3 or your recording, and you've exported it as an MP3 file. You might think, well, that's pretty much all you do. Well, it's all you have to do. However, there are a bunch of reasons that I cover in Podcast Answer Man 101 and also in Audio Recording 101 uh, where I explain to folks what it is that you need to do um, after you've recorded so that everybody will be able to know where to find your MP3 file on their player. You know, not everybody has an iPod. And so with the advent of MP3 players that you can pick up for 20 bucks, it's a little cube and it's, it's like one square inch uh, cube. It is there's <laughs> with a, a nice colorful display. The thing is, is that they require or they rely on organization of their content by these things called MP3 tags. And this is called metadata. And this you can actually put data not 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 audio data, but you can put other data and include that inside the 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 file format of an MP3. So inside this MP3 file, I can put an image. I can put an image as a cover art into my MP3 file. And if, so I have a 300 by 300 image of the podcast Answer Man, which is my artwork and my cover art, so that people on an iPod or a a Zoom player or 
or a graphical flash player on the web, when they are playing my episode, it pulls up my album artwork. So uh, that's one thing that I can put in there using these MP3 tags. The other things that you can put in, of course, is the name of your show. You can put the name of the artist. You can put the name of the album. And the and then, of course, you put the genre as podcast. And so these tags are extremely important for people who are non-iPod owners. Now, people who have iPods and are using iTunes, even if you don't tag it, uh, the cool thing is is that if you're post, you know, if they're subscribing to a blog feed, iTunes it kind of ignores a lot of your tags and just pulls the tags and rewrites them as it downloads it, pulling the information from the RSS feed. So whatever title you gave your blog entry for that podcast episode, that's the title that shows up in the title tag. And and so it kind of rewrites some of that. But the thing is, is that the album artwork, iTunes does not put there. And so if you leave that out and somebody pulls you up on an iPod, it kind of looks plain. And and it's, it uses this little standard issue or icon with or picture with a little musical note. And it's just not pretty. It looks like you've kind of skipped some steps and maybe don't know quite what you're doing in the area of podcasting, which you don't want to give that perception. So uh, MP3 tags are a great way to to make sure that your your content is accessible by everybody and easy to find on their portable players. Now, here's the thing. Uh, they have this thing called lyrics tag. And lyrics tag really never meant anything in the area, in the age of the old iPods. Because in the old iPods, anytime somebody uh, would put a blog entry in and they type in their show notes what that show was about, iTunes would automatically scrape the initial data, the first few sentences from the show notes, and would include that data into the description that's downloaded to iTunes. In fact, it's still there. If you go to your iTunes directory and you go to podcast where you've subscribed to a podcast, you scroll all over to the all the way over to the right, you'll see description and you'll see the first few sentences of each of your blog entries associated with that podcast episode. And you'll see the first few sentences there. The thing is, old iPods before the touch and the iPhone, all of those would automatically include that data in the MP3. So you could actually hit the click wheel in the middle and it would take you and cycle you through the screens until you got to the show notes, which was really nice. When I got my iPhone, I was a little frustrated to see that that was no longer available. I could no longer see the show notes. So what I do is, what what I found is that on the iPod Touch, and on the iPhone, it is is it is well known now that if you click on the screen where you see the album art when you're listening to a podcast, you click on the screen. It has to be in the vertical mode, not horizontal, but the vertical layout. And when you're looking at the album art, or click one time on the screen, and this is where it would pull up like your you know your your volume, and it's where you click to go forward and backwards, and and it shows the time and stuff. And what'll happen is if you have a podcast like most of mine, when I don't forget to put the lyrics in, uh, it will actually pull up the lyrics tag information. It'll make the cover art go dark or dim, and it will give you white text of whatever I put into the lyrics tag. And what's really neat is I can put the entire section of show notes, not just the first few sentences. If I wanted to, I could put in, I could literally put in 15 pages of information and it'll just continue to scroll down, scroll down, scroll down, scroll down, which is really, really awesome. And so um, I just want to encourage you guys, if you are not familiar with the lyrics tag, 
consider putting your your show notes, copy and paste your show notes, or or put some special notes. I sometimes I just put special notes, you know, that, that are unique only for people who have a touch or an iPhone. Uh, if they click on it, there'll be a little note there that says, "Hey, just want to say thank you. You guys are great." Blah blah blah. You know, I just whatever I feel like saying that day. And so it's a great way to additionally communicate to your audience and, and let them know what's going on in there. And of course, sometimes I say, you know, hey, if you're enjoying this podcast, I uh, just want to let you know it's really uh, only possible that I can continue to do this if I have the support of gspn.tv plus members. And if you'd like to become a plus member, that'd be awesome. You can just find more details over at gspn.tv slash plus. And I typically put that in a lot of my free feeds. Uh, free episodes of my uh, free podcasts. And so people know that, you know, hey, I'm trying to make a living doing this. And if I, uh, you know, for me to continue to move forward, I need to continue to grow this to to make the men make ends meet. And so that's what I put into the show notes. So, yeah, that's that's the lyrics tag. And if, for those of you guys who are looking for a great program, my favorite program right now is called MP3 Tag. And it's mp3tag.de where you can go and get the freeware solution for that. And it's, of course, on the PC. On the iTunes or on the um, Mac side of things, if you want to edit your ID3 tags, my suggestion is just open up iTunes, import your mp3 over, uh, highlight the mp3, click on right click on the mp3, click get info. And then go in and put your description, your artist and album name and all that stuff. And then there's this tab that's for artwork or cover art. And you can put that, your cover page or your cover artwork in there. You hit save. And then you're going to have to drag that out of your iTunes back to your desktop or whatever. And then upload it to the net. And then you have your ID3 tags. Well, anyway, folks, that is a lot of content. I had hoped to get more in. I've got plenty more to record, but uh, running out of time here. In fact, I have another consulting client that I need to give me give a call this morning before I leave to go to my son's soccer game. So I do want to say thank you to Evan Agee for sponsoring this episode of the podcast, Answer Man. You can go to agedesign.com slash podcast, mention me, and you get 20% off any work that he does for you. And of course, I want to let you guys know the podcasting one-on-one video tutorial series pre-recorded available for you to listen and view at any times will be available soon if you want to be on the waiting list email me cliff at gspn.tv and also if you wouldn't mind consider becoming a plus member gspn.tv slash plus god bless